And good morning, Texas. Welcome to Justice for All, the Wyatt Wright Show. My name's Wyatt Wright, and this show's about our rights and the laws that govern us. Rights you've heard about and care about and would certainly miss if they were gone. We've got a lot to talk about. But let me just tell you, I've spent half a lifetime watching government go from trying to do what's right and failing to trying to do what's wrong and succeeding. And every year, more and more of our personal rights are erased from the books, not just here in Texas, but nationwide. And we do it while Americans stand idly by. But listen, it's not because we don't care. Of course we care, but because our lives are busy enough. We're trying to feed our families and raise our kids. And while we're busying ourselves with the real things in life, the metaphorical water temperature is rising all around us. Kind of like that frog that gets boiled without ever knowing it. Well, on our show, we talk about the legal issues that affect you and me, the people of Texas. We take a hard look at the laws that affect your freedom, your ability to access the courts, to vote, to speak freely, or, well, in short, just to live the American dream. We've got much to do today. I want to get started right away, but stick around because we're going to be reaching out to Austin, Texas. We're going to be visiting with our good friend Alice Winslow, who's a director of Texas Watch, a nonpartisan citizen advocacy group, and he is always, always full of good information that you want to hear. Well, let's just jump right in and get wet. The British are coming. The British are coming. Well, Maybe not the British. Let me rephrase it. The legislature's in session. The legislature's in session. Oh, mercy me. Uh, if you're like me, that just gets you all sort of fuzzy because you don't know whether to be happy or whether to be mad. But nevertheless, uh, it's certainly a cause for, for paying attention to what's happening in Austin. Well, you know, the thing that's going on in Austin right now, we've got the 2013 legislature in session, uh, currently in Austin, uh, doing uh, quite a bit of work. Uh, but but the, the whole thing surrounds this idea of democracy, right? I mean, isn't that what this is about? It's that, that hallowed word, uh, democracy, at least to me, uh, it conjures up some images of old men with wigs uh, sitting around and figuring out ways to kick King George III out of the colonies for good. And, and, and that is a, that's a good way to think about democracy, this idea that if you're not pleased with something, you take action and fix it. Uh, then, of course, the idea was to create a union where people decided how to govern, not a king from across an ocean. Of course, a true democracy is a system where everybody votes on every issue. The Greeks had that at one time, but that would be incredibly difficult. No, in the United States, our Constitution created what is known as a representative democracy or a republic. We call it that. We elect leaders to make the day-to-day decisions that run our country, and so too our state. But, but, our power at the ballot box reigns supreme. It's the power of the vote, ladies and gentlemen, that is the collection of power uh, that we think of as, as the, the ultimate power in the land of the free. But one major problem we are facing is that many of our leaders feel that democracy is only good when the voters support their ideas. And if not, then some factions have set out trying to find technical ways to win, you know, loopholes. One of the major complaints that the public has about attorneys, and I hear this, I'm an attorney, I hear this, I'm traveling. One of the biggest complaints about attorneys is that the public feels that they try and turn something simple into something complicated. And and even as a lawyer, I agree with that. So if you want to remain in power and you know that the public vote won't support you, 
One of the things you might try to do is stifle the vote. We saw that in the 2012 fall elections. We saw that with states enacting ridiculous laws to keep people from the polls. Yeah, if you make lines longer, then the blue-collar worker won't be able to take off work long enough to vote. If you shorten the length of early voting, well, then there'll only be time for those with trust funds and time on their hands to make it to the polls. If you enact horribly restrictive hurdles and massive ID laws that act as a poll tax on poor people, well, then they're not going to vote. That is not democracy. That is rigging the system. We want to know what everyone thinks. We want to take everybody's temperature and everybody's pulse. Just a reminder, you're listening to Justice for All, the White Right Show. If you have never tuned in before, you want to stick around because it's on this program that we point out and discuss the ever-increasing disappearance of your American rights. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, our Texas legislature is back. They're back conjuring up new ways to disenfranchise the people, the consumers, you and me. Access to the courts is being diminished. Rights to challenge unjust laws are being erased. And the right to a safe workplace is under attack. Now, a, a lot of good is going to come out of this legislature. I, I, I think that, they'll, that there's no doubt uh, that we make headway in some areas. But when it comes to consumer rights, when it comes to access to the courts, the history of this legislature and ones before it is one that means we need to keep a close eye on it. So what do we do when it comes time to talking legislature? Well, the first thing that crosses my mind is we need to take a look at what we can expect from them. There's no better way to do that than to have a guest. And joining us right now is Alex Winslow. He's the executive director of Texas Watch. Now, Texas Watch, uh, you've heard me say it before. I, I'm strongly in favor of this organization. You'll find their link on our website, whiterightshow.com, or you can go see them at texaswatch.org. They're a nonpartisan citizen advocacy group striving to provide basically what I call a countervoice to the special interest lobbyists. And, and they do their best to ensure that the laws reflect the true needs of Texas citizens. This is a, a, a truly fantastic group. Alex, are you there? And if you are, thank you for joining us today on the Wyatt Wright Show. Oh, it's my pleasure, Wyatt. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, here we are, and, and, and I always get nervous, you know, every every odd-numbered year in Texas, certainly about this time. We've, the legislature's been in session now for a little bit. Maybe you can start off by telling us uh, just a little bit of what goes on uh, at this point in the in the legislative session and how much more time there is uh, for us as citizens to really be worried about what might be coming down the pipe. Well, first, uh, you know, a, a word of admonition to you and your listeners, you know, the legislature's in session, so keep hold of your wallets and your rights. <laughs> they're coming after them. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're, we're pretty early still in the legislative session. Uh, the session runs for 140 days every other year, and that's more than enough time, in my opinion. Right, right. Um, so uh, the current session will run through the end of May. Okay. And uh, right now uh, lawmakers are filing bills and starting the process of committee hearings to to vet those bills and hear from uh, the public and the lobbyists and anybody who has an interest in in the particular bill. Um, and then uh, as we move along, then uh, those bills will make their way to the to the floor of the House and Senate, and uh, and debate starts in earnest then. Uh, and as it is the case with every legislative session, and this is my ninth or tenth uh, legis- sure. legislative session, they uh, uh, start out slow, and then it's a mad dash sprint at the very right. end. Um, sometimes we even go into those special sessions, don't we? That's right. So sometimes they can't get their business done, and we end up in a special session. And there's currently there's wide expectation that we'll be in a special session for school finance sometime next year. 
Um, and we're even hearing rumors now that the governor is thinking about calling a special session maybe as soon as this summer um, on uh, 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 redistricting okay. to address that issue. And uh, as if we haven't been dealing with that for long enough, he's, right. he's thinking about bringing us back for that. Yeah, that's always great. And, and, and you know, the, the thing I have to wonder, okay, here we are, here we are in February of 2013. We have a, some sense of what the legislature's doing, but let me ask you, do we have any real idea, uh, about the, the big topics that are going to be taken up by the legislature in this session? I mean, do we have any, any sort of roadmap that gives us an idea where we're going? Sure. I, I think uh, uh, generally there's going to be uh, an effort uh, in the legislature to deal with transportation and okay. water issues um, and m- maybe to a certain extent public schools. Those are the kind of big ticket items that we're seeing this session. Um, and, and, you know, the issues that we work on and that I think your listeners care about the most with regard to preservation of their legal rights um, uh, there doesn't, hasn't yet been, uh, the big, one big, um, bill filed that, um, gets everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're concerned about is that the special interests certainly aren't sitting on their laurels. Um, they're working hard. And, uh, so it just means that even if there's not one big bill, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for them to come in and, uh, insert, uh, language uh, that changes the law in a bad way for consumers and policyholders. Right. Now, let's just talk about how this process works because the thing I need to know is, you know, we hear, we hear about lobbyists. We hear about these folks who are up there plugging, uh, their, their clients' uh, agendas. Who are these lobbyists? I mean, are these people that are coming out of the legislature? Are they people that are in industry? Who, who's up there uh, really putting the pressure on? Yeah, you have a lot of former members of the legislature that okay. are in the lobby and a lot of former staffers from uh, from the legislature. Um, and then you've got uh, higher guns, uh, people mm-hmm. that um, have been working around the legislature for you know a long, long time, and they've built relationships, and um, uh, uh, they've they're willing to work for whoever is going to pay them. Um, they don't have any particular, uh, uh, you know, value system right, that right. drives who they're going to work for and what they're going to do. It's just a job. It's a job, and they're hired guns. And so they, so the highest bidder comes to them and says, "Hey, we want you to do X, Y, and Z," and they do it. If somebody comes and pays them even more money than that, then they'll do the other thing. It's, uh, it, it really is um, a profession in that regard that. Uh, these guys don't care who's paying them as long as they're getting paid. Right. Now, we're we're talking about the 2013 Texas legislature being in session. On the phone with us is Alex Winsley. He's the director of Texas Watch. Uh, but you're listening to the Wyatt Wright Show, and we're talking about things that you need to know about that might encroach on your American rights. Now, Alex, uh, what, we're talking about these lobbyists. Let me just ask you how this works. I mean, if I'm a legislator, I'm either a, a senator or, or a House member, and a lobbyist comes in to see me, why do I care what they have to say? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Um, I'm not I'm not one of these folks that believes that lobbyists are all evil and bad. They they certainly play a role in our process for providing information okay. and and synthesizing information. After all, lawmakers are only in session for a few months every other year. Sure. There's, there's a lot of business that has to be done. Um, but the really powerful lobbyists that have all of the access gain that access primarily through political contributions. Okay, so we're talking money. Yeah, they they give money to lawmakers for their political campaigns, and as a result, they build relationships that gets them access to those those lawmakers. And this is not the kind of access that um, most of your listeners will have, uh, oh, and yeah. the ability for them to to influence. Um, uh, not only their lawmaker, but uh, the entire legislature. Yeah. And, and, you know, while you have one member of the House and one member of the Senate that, is, that, that you can contact and that's accountable to you as their voter and their constituent, these lobbyists build relationships with um, 
if not all the legislators, most of them, and uh, so their influence is far far outweighs the influence that you and I have. Got it. So if if a, if a if a particular corporation wants to come into my town and and uh, you know I don't know put up a smelting plant in my backyard and, and they need permission from the legislature to do it, then then my vote uh, or my influence is limited just to me and and the other people that are in my district. Whereas this company can come in and spend uh, quite a bit of money to put in that legislator's coffer, but coffer, but also in others. Is that is that how it works? That's right. And so then and and so um, as a as a citizen advocacy group, um, the role that we play and the, the, what we're trying to do when we influence the legislature is say, okay, um, we know that we, we're not going to get as much access as those big, powerful corporate lobbyists, so yeah. we have to mobilize and generate interest outside the Capitol and tell uh, members uh, of communities what these bills mean for them and how it's going to affect them, and we do that through grassroots organizing and, and uh, earned media, getting on TV and the newspapers, talking sure. to people through the radio like on your show, sure. so they know what's going on. And then uh, that becomes its own power center, separate and apart from the game that, that the corporate lobbyists play. Yeah, and that seems to me to be a more level playing field. I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not representing any, any big corporate interests, are you? I mean, you're, you're just out there looking for uh, the rest of us in Texas, aren't you? That's right, yeah. So we're we're out there trying to represent the interests of consumers and policyholders and families, um, and and uh, and the best way that we can do that is to make sure that those consumers and and families and small business owners know what's going on down there, mm-hmm. and then get them organized to take action. Yeah, I mean, power or knowledge is power. I mean, it seems to me that that when I have the opportunity to go out in the community and talk with folks and say, "Listen, uh, did you know about this or did you know about this?" that Almost uniformly, uh, something that they didn't know about that was going on really might have irritated them, or maybe they were pleased with it. The point is, they didn't know it was happening, and until people really hear about this uh, sort of stuff, do they want to become involved and, and start contacting their, their folks? And that's right. And, and while the while government is an open process that is uh, that is uh, at least partly transparent. Um, there's a lot that your legislators and the lobbyists don't want you to know. Yeah, and, and, and let me just be honest here. You say it's open, and, and I agree with you that conceptually it is, but let's be frank. You probably have the time, Alex, uh, on behalf of your organization and the citizens of Texas, to go sit over there and find out what's going on during these sessions. But I've got a job, right. and, and so does the guy down the street. We don't, we don't, we don't get to do all that. That's right, and, and the lobbyists and, and many of the legislators know that, uh-huh. and they use that to their advantage, right? They know that, they know that most folks don't have the time and wherewithal to pay attention right. um, to the level that uh, is necessary to really be on top of things. And, uh, and so there's a lot of stuff that happens in the legislature. Uh, that snuck through that nobody really knows is happening mm-hmm. until it's too late. Yeah, no, and one of the things I like to tell people is I say, listen, add uh, going to the Texas Watch website, add that to your regular uh, news download because because if you're, you know, and I, I watch the 10 o'clock news like a lot of folks, but what you see are your local stories. You know, you see the, you see the, the, the tragedy that happens or the, or the big stories today. What you're not seeing uh, is what's going on that's going to affect us uh, in the future, certainly with the Texas legislature and oftentimes the Texas Supreme Court. So I'm telling them to go to your site. Is there anything else we ought to be doing there? And I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, certainly come to our site to learn yeah. more about what's going on. And you can also come to our site and, and participate in the process. Oh, really? What do we do there? We have the ability uh, through our action center on our website for you to contact your legislator. Okay. We've got um, some issues there that uh, we know are important ones coming up at the legislature where you can take action. And, you know, you hit on a really important point there, Wyatt. Um, uh, you know, our local TV news and our local newspapers don't cover state issues like mm-hmm. they used to. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more and more the case that 
uh, what happens here in Austin is uh, uh, happens, it, it, you know, without anybody knowing, which we've been talking about, and it's uh, becoming a real problem. So I, I encourage your listeners to not only come to our website, but also seek out as much information as they can right. about what's going on at the legislature, because the decisions they make in the next few months will definitely have an effect on your life. And whether that means it's harder for you to file an insurance claim when you're in a car, act, car wreck, or you're a worker who's injured on the job and is going to have a harder time mm-hmm. being able to hold your employer accountable, or you're a patient that's been hurt, um, the decisions that happen, uh, you know, I think it's, I think a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't know what they're doing up there, but it doesn't really affect me, so I'm oh, not yeah. going to worry too much about it. Don't believe it, because the fact of the matter is that what happens here in Austin between now and May 27th um, is going to have a long-lasting impact on your life. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, I, I've spent, when I go to your website, for instance, uh, and I can only be there two or three minutes, and, and in that short period of time, I've already found four or five issues that, that make me want to pick up the phone or drop a letter uh, to my legislator and say, uh, listen, guys, I don't know where you stand on this, but let me just give you my my, my thoughts on it right and and that's so important and uh we're we we are happy to f- help facilitate that for anybody that you know if, if there's an issue that you care about and that, that is part of our uh our mission we're more than happy to help you uh get involved in the in the process either electronically or we can help set up time for you to go visit with your lawmaker um the point is that people need to be plugged in they need to pay attention mm-hmm. to what's going on um as, as much as they can and to the extent that they, they're comfortable, they should participate. And, and, and that level of participation really depends on the person. Sure it does. Um, so if all you can do is send an email, that's great. But if you're willing to come down to Austin and participate in the process and visit with your lawmaker, that's even better. And, um, but, you know, I know people have jobs and they have lives and families. I do too. Yeah. And uh, there's only so much time that people can, can, uh, can get involved in the process. But whatever level of participation you can do, um, it's important and people, people need to get engaged. Yeah, I think that's true. And that's really one of the reasons that I like being able to, certainly now with electronic media and the way that, that we can get information so readily, I like that because the, the day is busy enough and we can find out what's going on in Austin. I certainly think your, your site is fantastic and that's why I want everybody to know about it. But let me, let, let me change gears here a little bit. Sure. I, I opened up, I opened up the segment today by talking a little bit about some of this, this business going on with the voter, uh, restrictions and keeping people from the polls and such. Do we see anything yet? new on the radar in Texas in that regard? Um, no, I, don't, I haven't seen any legislation in that regard. The, the, the voter ID issue is still unresolved, uh-huh. um, so the Supreme Court is, is still uh, looking at that. Um, Which Supreme Court? The U.S. Supreme Court. All right. Um, and so we're, uh, we're still waiting on a ruling, uh, a final ruling on that. Okay. Um, and I, this is a very, it's a huge issue. I mean, you, and you've spoken about it. It's, it's a very important issue with regard to whether or not people are going to be able to, uh, uh, exercise their, uh, God-given right to vote. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we had Linda Crafting on. She's the president of the, uh, Texas League of Women Voters and, and she had a lot to say on the topic too. And it's something that people really need to, really need to focus on. What else is there on the, the horizon that we ought to be looking out for this session other than just regularly checking in. Yeah, well, for uh, one of our big focuses yeah. here at Texas Watch is on uh, the insurance industry and how okay. they treat the policyholders. What's going on? And uh, there is a real effort on the part of the insurance lobbyists for the big insurance companies to make it harder for you to file a claim on your insurance policy. So oh, you pay nice. good money for your premiums, right? Yep. And a lot of it, in fact, more and more in recent years. Yep. And uh, the insurance companies have a couple of bills that are designed to punish you for filing even one valid claim. Come on. So you're, you're covered under your home, in, home insurance policy for hail damage or yes. fire or whatever. And under, under uh, House Bill 930, 
which is a very bad bill. Um, it says that if you file one claim that's covered under your policy, then immediately your insurance company can increase your premiums or deductibles. So that's more money coming out of your pocket. Yeah, but I already paid my I already paid my premiums to be covered. You got that. That's right. So you've already paid your premium, and now you file you file a claim, and they want to charge you more for it. And then if you happen to have a second covered claim mm-hmm. within three years, your insurance company can dump you. Oh, that's wonderful. Without any notice. They don't even have to. But, but, but isn't that what insurance is, is to take risk? I mean, isn't that what, right. what what this whole idea of sitting around and trying to decide with actuarial tables and such what, what my risk is and I charge accordingly? Well, why do I get to come back if I'm an insurance company after the fact and change the process? That's right. And uh, so they, the whole thing is by the insurance companies is to discourage and intimidate their policyholders, their customers from using the product they've paid good money for. And it's an outrage. Um, And not only that, but that you're penalized for uh, claims that are acts of God. So things over which you have absolutely no control. Right, a hurricane. Like a hurricane or a hailstorm or or a tornado. They want to punish you for that, too. And it is just uh, an outrage. Okay, now now it seems to me that this is the job of the government. Uh, If government is ever going to do something, it's to stand in between uh, its citizens and and powerful people who want to exploit them. That's right. It it seems to me that this is something the legislature would say, wait a minute, wait a minute here. Uh, We we need to insert ourselves in this. But you're telling me that we've got at least some legislators who, who want to assist the insurance company in that type of protection, right? That's right. They're they're aiding and abetting this this thievery on the part of the insurance companies. And uh, uh, last session, a similar bill actually made it um, out of committee and to the floor of the state house. And you know the the very notion that any lawmaker would support a bill that is solely designed to punish policyholders is is outrageous. Well, that's and disgusting. Unfor- and unfortunately, and sad sadly, it's the case in the Texas legislature. I, yeah. I, I was only half kidding when I said, "Watch out for your wallets and your rights," <laughs> because they are absolutely after them. And yeah. um, the insurance companies and their special interest uh, cronies—they'll do whatever they can to yeah. to. Uh, protect themselves at your expense. Yeah. Now, you're, you're listening to The Wyatt Right Show. If you just tuned in, we're talking about the 2013 Texas legislature uh, and the, the fact that it's in session right now and what we need to be worried about and watching out for. On the phone with us is Alex Winslow, the executive director of TexasWatch.org. Go check them out. Now, Alex, uh, what else have we got? You were talking about insurance issues. Is there anything else out there that we need to immediately be worried about? Well, there's there, uh, the, the largest special interest uh, organization in Texas, group called so-called Self-Style. Texans for Lawsuit Reform, uh-huh. um, they have a laundry list, sort of a menu of things that they say may be coming. And uh, like I said earlier, we haven't seen the one big, huge bill come out yet, but we know that there are a series of things that these guys are trying to get. One of them involves uh, workers who have been poisoned by asbestos. Yes. Um, and uh, they want to go back and change the law uh, retroactively. They want to reach back almost 10 years to where the law was and uh, uh, and make those uh, injured workers operate under a new system. And uh, it's I believe it's unconstitutional. I think it's unprecedented that uh, the legislature would even consider a bill that mm-hmm. uh, changes the law retroactively. But Lo and behold, that's what they're thinking about doing. But, 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 but in, in, to the benefit of the, of the injured person, right? No. No? No. <laughs> you mean we're going to go back in time and we're going to hurt people? That's right. Oh, come so on. This is to the benefit of the, of the companies and corporations that poisoned these workers. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And making it harder for these injured, poisoned workers to hold those 
corporate interests accountable for what they yeah. did to them. That's just lovely. Listen, we got a couple minutes left. What, what else we need to talk about? Oh, there's a there's a whole host of them. Well, give us give us some give us some highlights. Well, let's see. There's uh, they want to make it harder for people to obtain financing so they can actually bring a lawsuit when they uh, when they need to, so they can pay the bills while they're waiting for their. Lawsuit. Well, well, that kind of stacks the deck then for the people who have the money. Absolutely, it makes it harder for people to to bring valid, legitimate lawsuits. Okay, so this, this idea that the court is the ultimate leveler is won't hold true if that passes. That's right. And okay. then there's also. Uh, uh, legislation hanging out there that would uh, protect makers of defective and dangerous products by basically give them, giving them liability, even if there was something they could have done to that product to make it safe. Um, and uh, all that's going to do is, is put more dangerous, dangerously defective products. Look, I've got kids. I've got kids. And one day I'm going to have grandkids. Uh, I want them to be protected. Yeah. This type of thing is an outrage that we're actually creating ways to make it easier for folks to be hurt and then not have any redress. That's right. Yeah. So you're going to make it make it make the, make our society less safe, and there's going to be less accountability for the actions that that those corporate interests take to put us in more danger. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, the folks that are listening right now are, are starting to pick up on the theme here, and that is that you ought to get involved. You ought to be looking at TexasWatch.org. You ought to be looking at your legislator and what they're doing and what they're voting. Uh, track record is on things. Is this a fairly new legislature, uh, Alex, or are these some old-timers back? No, yeah, this is a very new legislature. I, I think it's about a half of the legislature is in their first or second term in the, in the, in the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Senate is a different story, but the House of Representatives, it's a bunch of new people, um, and, they're, and quite frankly, they're naive and they're easily influenced by these lobbyists. Uh, so they need to be hearing from their constituents back yep. home, telling them, "Y'all need to, you lawmakers need to be looking out for us. Yeah, and you couldn't have said it better. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. It's a pleasure, Wyatt. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Alex Winslow, ladies and gentlemen, is the executive director of Texas Watch. Go see him, texaswatch.org. They're a nonpartisan citizen advocacy organization. They work to ensure that the laws help us, the true citizens of Texas, not the big corporations or the special interests. Find out what's going on in this legislature by going to their website. They'll keep you up to date on what our leaders are up to. Ladies and gentlemen, people are losing access to justice every week. If we aren't all accountable for our actions, and that includes insurance companies and our legislature, uh, legislators, the rule of law will mean very little indeed. Don't let this happen in Texas. I mean, our children deserve better. This is the type of thing that would, should motivate us right now to get involved and take charge of our state, and that includes registering to vote and going to the ballot box. We're going to have to wrap up this show, but as you go through your week, remember that it was Justice Learned Hand who so famously said, If we're to keep our democracy, there must be one commandment. Thou shalt not ration justice. Have a good day, everybody. Come visit us on the web at wiredrightshow.com. Like us on Facebook or Twitter, or subscribe to our podcast at the iTunes Store. Come back next week for more Justice for All, The Wyatt Wright Show. (laughs) 